And we are live. That's live for us anyways. And you're locked in to the Kansas City Social Hour. And I'm your humble host, Ruben Ortiz. Let's get it on. I was trying to get it I live. I want them dead presidents. I want to pull up. Head spin. Get it, get it, fly. I got six jobs. I don't get tired. I don't get tired. That's right. I don't get, I don't get tired. What's up, Kansas City? I don't get, I don't get tired. Get it, get tired. I got six jobs. I don't get full tired. Full-time father, full-time artist. Ex-guard, he said grind harder. Learn from every time you ever fail. If it never fail, just grind smarter. Iron sharpen. You the dag on they hindquarters. And they all acting. Rap game, I'm a pallbearer. Kill me, get a call after. First look, it was all laughter. Kevin Gates, no small matter. Made men believe when they didn't believe. Dive in the crowd, no sense. By no means a new track, Kevin Gates, I Don't Get Tired. I was bumping the shit out of that on my road trip, recently went on a road trip. I drive down to Florida, man. I go down to Memphis, so I break it up into two pieces because I have my kids. I, I drove one time all the way straight through, which is like 14 hours from Kansas City, down to Pensacola, Florida. But I learned my lesson because I got caught in a huge storm in Alabama at night, and it was no joke. So I don't risk that anymore. I only drive during the day, so I'll wake up super early. I'll put in no more than eight hours. And that halfway point from Kansas City to Pensacola is Memphis. So I was down in Memphis. Well, Kevin Gates' song comes on, and I just get on a Kevin Gates kick, and I listen to, um, I get it out the mud. Yeah, yeah. I get it out the mud. And also, I don't get tired. That became my theme for this trip because I was going to be gone for two straight weeks. I was going to be down in Florida for a week. And I was going to have to come back and then turn right back around and go to Chicago. So I drive down. We go to Memphis. We stay on the Mississippi River. Then we get up and we head on down to Pensacola. Before we get to Pensacola, we stop at the USS Alabama, which is a giant warship, I believe from the 1930s. Huge, massive warship. And when I'm talking about warship, I'm talking about whizzes or fucking ship. War. War machine. Every inch of this thing is designed to inflict a massive amount of damage. Picture a modern day fucking pirate ship just loaded to the tits with machine guns, missile launchers. Huge cannons. It's 90 million tons 
of I don't even know how the fuck something like that floats. It's just a hunk of metal and guns. The mind-boggling thing about that is that it was only in service for four years. So they only had this thing in service for a maximum of four years before it became obsolete for maritime warfare. That kind of boggles my mind because this thing that looks pretty fucking gangster to me is obsolete in terms of strategic warfare. So the shit that we have now is like, yeah, I, I think the shit that we have now is more like jamming equipment, uh, stealth. So it's like hiding shit or jamming other communications and things and hiding itself. So this giant fucking thing is gangster it is, as it is, is somewhat of an easy target compared to the shit that we have now, I guess. And I don't know a whole lot about it, but I think that's that's my my understanding of why it became obsolete so quickly. So we go on to Pensacola. I love Pensacola. Pensacola is has some beautiful beaches. Um, some of my favorite, quiet, beautiful, lots of wildlife and you can avoid crowds. Now, if you go to the main Pensacola beach, there's a ton of people there, but there's a lot of secluded beaches that you can drive around and have access to. And it's just a beautiful place. And it's not super developed yet. There is a lot of development there, but not compared to other places. Uh, by far a quieter, more chilled out spot and great for family. So I like spending my time there, sipping some rum, drinking some brewskis. I'm walking along the beach. I see some fishermen. This guy is tugging on something. And so I stick around thinking I'm going to see him pull up a snapper or some shit. I didn't realize that people, so many people are fishing for sharks along the beach. So these dudes hand me a GoPro. They're like, bro, will you video this? I'm like, yeah. And I start seeing something pretty big come into view. And I, I realize it. I think it is a fucking bull shark. I'm not any kind of a fish expert. I know it was a shark, but I don't know if it, what kind of shark it was. I'm guessing it was a bull shark because I kind of looked up the snout on it online to see, you know, and the best descriptor of, the, of what I saw them pull out was a bull shark. So they pull out this fucking bull shark onto the land. There's all these uh, parasitic fish stuck to the side. It was, a, it was a big ass fucking shark chewing on some fucking bloody gauze I guess they use chum to fucking lure these things. Kind of crazy that sharks are that close to the beach that you could fucking fish them from the shore. So I, I videotaped this and I gave the guy my information. I haven't heard from him. Hopefully I shot it properly. Um, but I really wish I could get that footage, man. I think it's hilarious. I keep saying holy shit the whole time. Fucking crazy. So we spent all of the 4th of July down there. And it was cool because Kansas City had the Blue Angels were supposed to be coming into town, into Kansas City over the 4th of July week. And we were going to be down in Pensacola during that time. And that's their home base. The naval base down there is home to the Blue Angels. So we we're going to miss them. It was weird. It's like we go down to Pensacola and as we go down there, they come up to Kansas City. There was a practice on July 2nd down at the Naval Base, and we went there, and it's basically a free air show. 
they go all out. It's fucking badass. It's a, it's a spectacle. It's fucking dope. And very patriotic to see the USS Alabama and the museum there and all the sacrifice and stuff that people have made on behalf of our country. And then also to get to see the Blue Angels. And then fireworks on the beach, man. So it was an all-American week for us on, on the July holiday, July 4th holiday. Had such a fucking good time. Right now, I just opened this bottle of Bourbon County Stout. I know I'm not supposed to be drinking during the week. We're like midweek right now. No, not even midweek. It's Tuesday. <laughs> and I found a bottle of Bourbon County Stout. Somebody posted it on BTKC. Shout out to those guys that Royal Liquor off 103rd and State Line had some Bourbon County Stout out. I missed some of the variants, but I got there to get the Bourbon County Stout, so I'm going to let you guys know what that is tasting like, the 2018, see how it's been holding up. I love Bourbon County Stout. It's my shit, so mm, on the nose, just fucking wet fudge, almost a little bit of that barrel smell, kind of smells like a, a brewery when you walk in, so really nice on the nose, a lot of dark chocolate fudge. You know, so I'm going to give it a little sip. Just give it a little swirl. Oh, yeah, baby. Dark espresso coffee. I'm getting a lot of bitterness from this one. Kind of reminds me more of... Now that it's been sitting for a while, and I'd like to revisit the um, the Barrel Age 1050. Like, if I was just given this... And asked to guess what it was. I wouldn't have went to Bourbon County Style. I would have guessed that it was Barrel Age 1050. Because I get a lot of roastiness right now. Uh, even tobacco on the back end. The final throws of this thing are tobacco. Overall holding up very well. I think I enjoyed it more fresh. This thing is still pretty cold. So maybe as it warms up, I'll get some more of that chocolate that I savor. But you know what? It makes sense that some of the sweetness will have mellowed out by now. So if you thought Bourbon County Stout was a little too sweet when it came out, maybe you'll like it more now that it's a little more roasty. I prefer the sweetness. I like that sweetness. Yo, sweetness. It's my weakness. Anyway, so I get back from Florida. I fucking, you know what? I think, I, you know, yeah, yeah. So I drove, you know, eight hours and then I only slept for a couple of hours and then I had to catch a flight to Chicago. Shout out to my man, Edgar Delgado up in Chi-Town. What up, dog? Uh, had such a great time in Chicago. I was only there briefly because then the next day I drove into Milwaukee. <laughs> So I had a really busy couple of weeks, and it's why I haven't gotten back to the podcast, but we, I need to hit this shit full-fledged. I love doing the podcast. I love doing this shit. Shout out to Chicago. Shout out to Milwaukee. Had such a great time there. Milwaukee is a cool place because I think people get such harsh winters there that once the weather starts to break their way, and it was beautiful. There, I'm talking 80 degrees in Chicago, 80 degrees in Milwaukee. 
Everybody comes out because they have cabin fever. They throw all kinds of festivals. They have Bastille Fest. They had just some random fest in front of the fucking hotel. And all the people are Krizunk. Really cool ass motherfuckers, man. And it's a beer town. So there's plenty of beers flowing, plenty of local brewers doing their thing. And, you know, that's right up my fucking alley. I met my man Cesar, Puerto Rican Boricua down there and he was showing us you know the milwaukee ropes and ended up partying with some of the milwaukee's one percenters the the outlaws the milwaukee outlaws uh biker club those guys uh really cool to me uh very very cool cats man that's all i'll say about that (laughs) shout out to the milwaukee outlaws motorcycle club Switching massive gears, I saw Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Julian Castro, and Beto O'Rourke do a town hall in Milwaukee. And the very next day, yo man Trump was in La Casa shutting down major traffic jams because uh, my man has to roll with an entourage, man. So, yeah, saw the... Those four Democratic candidates do their thing in a town hall and then uh, miss Trump on the way out, but almost got caught in the dude's traffic jam. (laughs) And I say all that just to say this, I'm back, bitches. And this is the Kansas City Social Hour. I will catch you on the motherfucking flip side. Let's get into the podcast. But wait, I forgot to say that this episode is Nate Seligren. Aaron Robeson, and Nick Vaughn, and at the time, Jeremy Danner was supposed to show up on the podcast to represent Boulevard. We're going to be talking about low craft beer. He has since left Boulevard. Now it's safe to say that he's with Four Hands Brewing, and so this episode is the rise in popularity of low-calorie craft beer, its local impact, and where the industry is taking the idea Nate Seligren, Aaron Robeson, Nick Vaughn. Let's get into the podcast. Oh, dude. So, hey, what's up, guys? This is uh, Ruben Ortiz. I'm here with, I'll let, you know what? We'll wait for the introductions because I'll let you guys introduce yourself. But I'm here oh, with uh, Aaron and, nice and Nate, you anyways. Yeah, I want, I want like a full hype man intro. Dude, I don't, I don't have good notes on you guys. All I have is your names right here. You guys are so much start. better at highlighting your achievements than I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not like you know when I'm at work, like it's you. It's, yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna be uh, talking here live about low the popularity of low calorie craft beer, its local impact, and where the industry is taking this idea. We're here live in beautiful Martin City Brewery. It's always a good time when I come here, man. Dude, this this place so is busy. Did you oh, find dude. a parking spot? I know it was tough. I know you came in like five minutes right. after, before I'm, me. I, I had to walk in from Waldo. Oh, that oh, was that's easier. right. Yeah, it is your backyard. <laughs> and pardon me, I'm going to try to repost this since uh, Aaron I, is I, I, I multitask can't. challenged. <laughs> I can't multitask. And, 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 uh, I was going to share it. That's what I was going to do. I was going to share... So there's the live post. There's uh, one person watching right now. Thank you. Shout out to that dude or or, or girl that's okay, watching. You know we're about made. to get it going. Yes, and we just oh. had some yoga pants delivered. 
All right, group. Beer tasting KC. What up, guys? I'll just say what's up. We are live. All right, let's get this show on the road. Oh, yeah. There we go. What's up, everyone? So uh, we're here live, like I was saying. Got to uh, take a selfie break. <laughs> Did anybody do anything inappropriate? Uh, <laughs> Nate Martin City. And so I'm, I'm Ruben Ortiz. I'm the host of the KC Social Hour. This is the KC Social Hour, and it's definitely happy hour. Cheers for everybody right now, man. I'm, I'm so glad to be hanging out with you guys uh, this afternoon uh, on the cusp of the evening. And uh, I'm just going to go around. I'll start with Aaron. You know, just briefly do an introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are and what you do, and then we'll go around that way. My name is Aaron. I'm at Central States. I handle marketing, social media, media, events, uh, installs, first thing you see whenever you buy beer. That's that's kind of my thing. That's his thing. And general badass. Ooh. <laughs> Got promoted from Captain Badass to General Badass. Right, right. It's, it's a big step up. Pulling right. And now we have uh, my, my man Nick here. Hi, my name's Nick. I'm the head maintenance guy at Martin City Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> I did, really do just about everything. Run the brewery at the Martin City Brewing Company and do about everything here. And he even delivers yoga pants, oh, yeah. which yeah, we are drinking right now. Yes. And then I have my man Nate. Nate Sellergren. Yes, sir. The yes. man, the myth, the legend, the <laughs> dogfish head legend. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm Nate. I uh, I work for Dogfish Head. I'm the manager of the Midwest. So I uh, I sling beer all through four states throughout the Midwest. Right on, man. Welcome, guys. So, like I said, today we're going to be talking all things low-calorie craft beer, its local impact, and where the industry is taking the idea. Um, such a cool uh, development that Aaron saw coming for a while now he, he's been doing this like pushing like like active lifestyle with with uh craft beer which at the on the surface of it seems like a weird idea but now it's coming like full circle where like more people are becoming a uh, uh hit to the idea and it's it's gaining a lot in popularity and along those lines uh i just want to mention that we're drinking right now yoga pants which is a super interesting beer dude you know I feel like I shouldn't take credit for things like that, but, you know, because I guarantee you somebody out there, a lot of people out there, were very much thinking in line with this type of thinking. But I'm going to. No, yeah. Take all bit, the credit, bro. You know. Um, <laughs> Until someone takes it back. Yeah. You yeah, yeah. And so far, nobody's in line for that. So no. I, I, I know five, six years ago, whenever we first started doing Most Intense Happy Hours, which were workouts followed by beer, and then this crazy idea about beer yoga, which is a workout with a beer. You know, people look at you, uh, a majority of this industry look at you, and they're like, what? But in marketing, yeah. like, your job is to find the next market, like the next people to talk to. And the active market is definitely there. It's, it's craft drinkers that also are active out in their lifestyle. So that's, well, it led to this whole conversation tonight. So No, yeah, I think it's an awesome idea. And, and it is uh, um, it is cool to be, to see a trend coming when, you know, not everyone is like you said. There's probably some people that were there, but there were pro- there were outliers. I mean, I think the most of the people when you say beer and then you try to associate it with some kind of of a, of a fitness activity or a health activity, they think well, those two things don't don't make sense. Oddly enough, though, you know, beer 
finds itself in a lot of sporting events and shit like that, right? So oh, it, they, they've, the sports and and beer have been intertwined for a long time, right? I mean, I'm just thinking of that in, in a or you know, even just activities in yeah. beers, like cyclists and runners. And exactly. Everybody uses wheat beers to recover, or cyclists use beer while they're cycling. You know, like that's that's just. It's always been there. It's just always been an ill-spoken-about thing. Right. And, it's the reward and for all the hard work. Yeah. I'm going then, out running because I want to be able to drink I, yeah. <laughs> I think that, that that goes like that story of the shandy, right? The the uh, way the, the shandy the, the was. The rattler? Yeah, the yeah. rattler. Rattler, yeah. That's right. I mean, it was, it was, it was like some cyclist that invented that shit, right? I, I, don't, I, I thought that's what it was. The store owner or the bar owner. He wanted to stuff to go farther or something for the cyclists. Okay, good. So he's cutting the beer. Thank you. To make it go I farther. Mean, yeah, I'm sure he won't the, say that, but I think right. that's fine. Thank happen. you for saving me on that, Nick, because these two looked at me blankly, like, "What right. the fuck are you talking?" And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, what's this?" I'm like, "I'm gonna let him backtrack this a little bit. Stew for a minute." The maintenance guy saved you. And then I started. It was one of those moments where I started questioning myself. I was like, "Holy shit! Maybe I just made some shit up." But anyways, I digress. So yoga pants. Gluten-free golden ale. It's brewed with white. Is it prozo? Proso. Millet. Proso. Millet. And buckwheat, which, you know, the, the buckwheat thing threw me off for a second because, you know, people, I, I usually, and people associate buckwheat, obviously, with, with, with wheat, but it's not wheat. It's a seed. And I, w- I wanted to say that because it's a gluten-free option. It's a seed rather than a grain, which means it's gluten-free and safe for people that have celiac disease or non-celiac gluten sensitivity. Uh, it's a totally unique beer with a peach aroma that lends itself to a fruity flavor. Naturally bitter finish, low ABV, low-calorie, gluten-free option. And I just want to say all that because, I mean, it's pretty remarkable that, you know, when, when you pull into Martin City, you don't think... Of all the gluten-free options that you're going to have here, right? It does, it just, it's got like that uh, uh, hometown cow American on the building. Yeah, just next next to Jimmy, this is the health capital of the... Yeah, <laughs> right? What you're but it's really cool. It's remarkable that you guys were able to pull off a gluten-free option in Martin City. I really think so. You know, I mean, uh, it, to show the... You talk about the dichotomy of the two two things that, that are, are at play here, right? Like beer, the... Impersonation. You have a beer called Hardway IPA that has like a, a, a railroad spike, right? And then you have yoga pants. I mean, that kind of shows like like the two differences on how people look at, at beer, right? Most most people associate beer with this hardcore, you know, thing like like uh, Hardway IPA versus something like yoga pants. But it's awesome because they play in the both the same space. So it's also awesome that you guys were able to pull that off and have a gluten free option. And it's super interesting how you came about. Uh, could you talk a little bit about how you guys came about with the recipe or how it's brewed? Or uh, I was kind of just sitting around one day, and I was, you know, all the celiac, all the talks of these new brewing fads. and you know, Not fads. Sorry, I shouldn't say fads. <laughs> the, the next market. Ne- yeah, for sure. The, the celiacs and the gluten intolerant and gluten-free diet was out. And was, how were they doing it? And everyone was talking about, like, buckwheat pancakes and all these diets that they had. And then read somewhere, I don't remember who it was, about gluten-free beer but it was this is right when the gluten-free gluten reduce fiasco happened crafted to reduce gluten and all these things so well i can do that or i can try to do this weird thing and i'm all for any any process that pushes us as a brewery and brewers because it so it's like okay millet what do we have to do to use this millet well you can't just treat it like a normal mash you have to do special stuff with it it can't self-convert and all this stuff so research and research i ended up with a binder about two inches thick with just articles and papers and research and then 
finally went to Matt Moore and said, I think I can do this beer. Fucking awesome, man. And he's like, that sounds great. Let's do it. So we got it in. The first one went awesome, and it falsely led us down the road. And I mean, it just flew out the door as soon as we started. It's not an easy thing to do because, like you said, man, a lot of people are looking for gluten-free options. It's And yet it's hard for them to find even on the market. Like just... Like if uh, you have, you're talking about being able to come to a local tap that has a gluten free option in a beer, let alone being able to go to like Whole Foods or you know any any like liquor store and find these gluten free options. That 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 space is is pretty sparse. You know what I mean? It's growing, but it's not an easy thing to do. That's why I wanted to like you know get into a little bit about. So and you talk about that research and shit, man. That's pretty awesome. And a lot of. Uh Gluten-free beers are drank and gluten-reduced, and you know, I'm not dogging on fellow brewers in the world, but, man, there's some really not good gluten-free beers so out there. This one, so. so this one, so this is this is interesting. I've I, I had the beer a few times, but I haven't heard the whole story. So it doesn't use the enzymes that, I mean, back in the day when I worked at Stone, they had Delicious that was a gluten-reduced, which basically pull, used the enzymes to kind of knock the gluten down, but it wasn't gluten-free. This, right. is, a, this is not using this that is, enzyme. This, this is, is all, a full... Holy shit! Yeah, that's amazing. So it's, and we, the it, day before, we go around. through and we do a super deep clean on the brew house, so all the valves are pulled apart, all the gaskets are pulled apart. Like any any potential for gluten to carry over from a normal brew right. would be so. I mean, it's all deep clean and everything's done. At the end, of, after every can I run, I have a test upstairs in the lab. I go and make sure that they test below 10 ppm at least, which is the only test I can do. But everything's tested clean so far, so we've never had. Any complaints from anybody? And had awesome. like true celiacs come in. They're like, yeah, never had a problem with it. And it's finally wow. good to have a delicious a beer flavor. So you've gotten the celiac beer flavor beer. Seal of approval. The celiac seal of approval. <laughs> if nothing else, this shows like the amount of effort that goes oh, yeah. into a six pack of no, beer. And, right. And that's what's going to be super fascinating and talking for me in talking about these beers is that it seems like an easy thing to do. Okay, I'm going to make a low calorie. Uh, low ABV option, and then you get into the science of it, and it's it is pretty fucking cool shit. You know, like I actually thinking about that the story the and thinking about the origin of yoga pants. I remember this because it was a game changer on the market here locally at beer festivals. Because if somebody came up to you at a beer fest and you were pouring Martin City or a beer similar, it it was never do you have any gluten free options. Some people are like I, I I have celiacs or I have Crohn's. Do you have any ciders? Yeah. And ciders were the go-to. But then yeah, instead, exactly. we said, actually, we have something called yoga pants now. And they're like, wait, what? And they take a drink. They're like, oh, my God, this is actually fantastic. Yeah, it t- it, yeah we're drinking it right now, guys. Drink it's a, a fucking awesome beer. Yeah. Golden Ale. It, it's It's got like that, exactly that, like... Peach skin flavor to it on the, it, it, you know, it's got. Uh, we, we still don't know where that peach flavor comes from. With like all the research, nobody ever talks about. That's pretty badass. Yeah, I'm like, I just did it. I'm like, yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we meant to do that's that. Totally. That was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's what I wanted. I, I, I hit. I hit my mark. But yeah. Something. I mean, it's just delicious peach, and there's no fruit added. I have to convince people there's no peaches added. It's just whatever it wow. is. Wow. That's yeah. That's Again, cool. I mean, there's a gluten-free option at Martin City. <laughs> That's yeah. fucking awesome, right? That, yep. You guys pulled that shit off, man. That's great. And so, uh, you know, one of the f- I was gonna segue into, and I, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the Boulevard option because Boulevard has also made a low-calorie, low-ABV beer. The one that I probably know uh, least about, but you know a little bit about. So I wanted you, you to mention uh, Easy Sport. Yeah. 
I, I've tasted it. I've ha- I've had it. It's a great beer. It's yeah. it's yeah, it like kind of is it or uh, coriander? What what is it? What is it? I, I thought I, I, I it was I, like I some know orange. It's tangerine. It's tangerine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's got the sea salt, which is the nice. electrolytes, and the electrolytes were added, you know, before the electrolytes were added after. So it is a very electrolyte filled beer. Yeah. Um, Easy Sport is good. God, man, that thing's wildfire right now. We just got done with Boulevardia, and we couldn't People keep it love on the it. trucks. Yeah, uh, and I'd, I'd heard they used it at Hospital Hill, uh, twenty five hundred pints. Everybody loved it. Cyclers, joggers. This is this is something that you know. Obviously, people love Kansas City. People love Boulevard. Yeah, and now that you give them this this low calorie, uh, electrolyte, good refueling style beer, and it's it, it's caught on. You know, um, now when the Royals win, Salvi actually splashes the sport. players with Easy Sport. <laughs> we cannot condone or confirm yeah, I this. Mean, I, that's what I heard. I heard that it's no longer yeah. the, that other drink that he's actually dumping Easy Sport all over <laughs> oh, motherfuckers. Not, not, I mean, he's not doing. He's not coming back. He's still on the injury. We don't want. Oh, him oh to no, do he's it. not he's splashing it at home. Right. He, he comes back just for that. Yeah. Then that shows how much I follow the freaking Just Royals, right? Pop, I'm terrible. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to correct you, but yeah. no. Boulevard uh, coming out with Easy Sport. It kind of just shows exactly where this industry is going, and uh, it's 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 definitely a market for it. People have definitely adapted very well to it. People have adapted well to the gluten free option. People have adapted well to Dogfish Head. As like Nate will tell you, Sequench was Sequench was the the match. Hey, that uh, lit the dogfish fire in Kansas City. So, yeah, just getting right into that. Uh, one of the f- uh, the fastest growing beer in dogfish 23-year history was Sequench Ale. It's been named the best low-calorie beer product placement. by the folks at Men's Health for the second year in a row. They won it two years in a row. Uh, they do this. This uh, Men's Health magazine lists all the best drinks, like the best coffee. The, this is the Men's Health beer of the year for the second year in a row. 140 calories, 9 carbs, 2 grams of protein. You got some protein in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, For 12-ounce serving, Sequench Ale has been capturing attention and the hearts of beer, wine, and margarita drinkers alike. What's cool about that beer is it's like a, a tri-blend, right? Do you know the three blends? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. Do, I'm going uh, to no, no, test so you on your knowledge right there. Right, right. Well, so it actually started as... It, 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 it was kind of two two ideas kind of came together to make this one. The first one was it was the 500th anniversary of the Reinheitsgebot. And uh, if Go you know anything about Reinheitsgebot, Reinheitsgebot, Reinheitsgebot. My man. Yeah. See, that's why he's the Industry. legend. Industry. Yeah. Uh, he's the legend. Uh, Go Reinheitsgebot. Um, yeah. So, uh, so it was the 500th anniversary, and Sam being Sam, and we put culinary ingredients in all of our beer, and we do, we've never brewed a beer that actually follows that. So, so his idea was to take three German beer styles that are very near and dear to the German's heart and then do some really blasphemous things to them, like blend them together and add a bunch of shit to them. So, so it is a Kolsch. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yes, it's Kolsch? A, it's a Kolsch. It's a, uh, it's a Goes um, that has that, that saltness to it and then a Berliner Weiss. That's awesome. Some of that, t- that, uh, that tartness to it. So, so then we, we started off as that was kind of the, the kind of middle finger to that. And then we, we kind of kept playing with it and kept playing with it and realized, oh, shit, this is really amazing. And we sent it off and started working with um, Sports Science Center, which is kind of the, uh, the scientific arm of Gatorade. And started doing uh, some research on okay, well we're we're fifty or sixty percent there to kind of a, a kind of a sports drink beer, if you will. Um, how do we how do we go further? So then identifying the malt that has the most amount of protein that you were just talking about, and wow. the most amount of, of potassium that's possible um, in, in the malt, and then how do we how do we level the 
the uh, the salt uh, to not just to make it salty like a like a gose would be, but how do we make it so that it's 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 uh, uh, balanced in the way that it's supposed to be? Uh, and then to take it even one step further, we actually partnered with. The National Aquarium. So the first, the first, <laughs> yeah, I know it's bonkers. No, it's bad. That's why, I, and it's so cool because I think there's a misconception, and, and we're kind of shattering that misconception. Is like that these beers are are somehow easy to brew. Like you're just right. brewing a beer and pouring water in that right. shit, or sprinkling yeah. some salt. But then you hear the story yeah. about yoga oh, pants, dude. and you're like, and this, this, is, this dude, is not easy. A Berliner Weiss, a Gosa, and a Kolsch. How? I don't a, a brew day. Does that not sound like a huge pain in the ass? Like we're making sequins today. And like, aquarium uh, water. I don't know how you get the whales <laughs> yeah. out of it. Too. That's the, <laughs> no, another whale in here. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I'm so, sorry, the, so the no, so the first so the first test batches were actually where they would go down to the uh, to the bay outside of uh, in Delaware, take the water, dry it out, and actually use that sea salt as the original sea salt. Just because Sam's Whoa, a little crazy. Oh, that's badass. So when we started to actually scale it, um, the guy that was gathering the sea salt was going to quit if he had to do enough sea salt hump <laughs> buckets of water back and forth so <laughs> to so, quench so we actually we, we partnered with the national aquarium to build a uh, molecular sea salt that was the exact same minerals and quantities as or qualities as the sea salt of the local uh, kind of bay in in lewis so so this beer has stories on top of stories on top of stories and it's it's uh, uh, it turned out to be well what you guys have it's seen. Yeah, it's drank. pretty legendary beer, man. It really is, man. Like the, the way in in like a new uh, legendary beer, yeah, you know, right. Like they they it, it's tapped a whole new um, like market, a whole new way of thinking about beer. I mean, it really has. It's captured a lot of people's imagination. I mean, I, it's it's a great beer, like all around. Most people like it, even if uh, they're not huge. Uh, Beer fans in general, right? right, you, you, right. This is something that's like uh, for for uh, people that really enjoy beer, and then people that maybe they're they're not the the heaviest beer drinkers. It's like a good um, yeah, it ba- it, transition it, beer or something right. to craft. I mean, yeah, exactly. It, it, it's it's one of those things that it it, it, it kind of goes cross genre. So if, if you're if you like to drink margaritas, or if you like to drink white yeah, wine, yeah, it's got some margarita like to, flavor to it, right? Or, or, or beer or not beer. So if you're some, I've had more people come up to me talking about, I really don't like beer, but I like this one, or or you know, and then super beer geeks are like, finally a sour that I can pound a whole bunch of. So so it, it definitely kind of crosses like a. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a good analogy of, of like a, mu- a music oh. analogy. Oh, it oh. is. Oh, this could be a bad one. It may be. It roll may with be, it. Roll it with may, it. It may be the old town road of of of, of beers. <laughs> <laughs> it may be a little country and a Bye. little. <laughs> He's oh, no, oh no! Oh <laughs> no! I'm yeah. gonna take my sequence to the old town road. Oh gosh. I was going to drop uh, the metaphor earlier. I'm really glad that we have Facebook Live now because everybody was about to see Nate drop his yoga pants. <laughs> oh, it was it was super close. It was super close. Um, yeah, it, it definitely it, it, it hits a lot of a lot of drinkers whether they like beer or not, and it's something that's kind of a giant crossover beer for us, and it has been a a wild wild success. I love all the research and development that goes into these beers, and man, I just really appreciate that you talked about. The stacks and stacks of research that you had to do and and going, and you know you you could have easily just gave up on it and be like you know fuck that idea you know what I mean and there's, there's not a lot for brewing either like it's just guys you talk about oh here's millet here's what you can do with it they're not really making oh, beer yeah, with it so it's yeah, not related wow. to brewing it's some guy was trying to find the gel- gelatinization temperature of it for 
just because it's something doctorate, unrelated. Yeah, doctorate project or something. And the big thing is, I was like, so this millet, what, what else What else is millet used for? Oh, well, bird, bird seed, mostly. <laughs> That's so, a, so there's probably, like, yeah, there's probably a whole, and it, it pushes the envelope of brewing because there's probably a whole slew of ingredients that you normally wouldn't try because it doesn't fit into the 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 thought process of what a traditional beer should be. So, yeah, it's cool, man. You're seeing this blending. You're seeing this use of ingredients that aren't traditional uses for, you know. And uh, another one that I find, you know, another fascinating story is the research and development behind Slightly Mighty. Because here you have, they're trying to brew an IPA. And typically when you... is just ready. <laughs> <laughs> in that bag. Ready. Yeah. Yeah. Typically, <laughs> when you brew an, a nice IPA, you know, you want something to balance that bitterness, right? So you want to have a strong malt, typically malt backbone. But if you're brewing a low-calorie, low-carb beer, that presents a whole issue unto itself. So what is it that you use to create that nice, sweet backbone to balance out that 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 bitterness and you know and what what do you find well dogfish heads uh answer to that was monk fruit sweeter than sugar per ounce monk fruit amplifies the body so it also increases the body of the beer yet contains no calories whereas most ipas start with a formidable malt bill malt bill like i was saying to balance out the hoppy bitterness and with malty sweetness slightly mighty goes it a different way um and it uses this monk fruit uh, so most light, most light beers are watery and lack body, but slightly mighty uh, with its monk fruit essentially acts as a beer skeleton, which then you can build up the uh, hop. Uh, yeah, the hop profile built on that. Yeah, yeah. So this was a this was so a cool one. shit, man. Yeah, uh, Sam found uh, kind of the powdered monk fruit um, in kind of October of last uh, of last year of just trying to we we had this concept and we were working on it, but we couldn't quite find one that didn't have. A big hole in the middle of the beer. It was either kind of had a bunch of hop aroma but no flavor, or or there was a whole bunch of super bitter with no sweetness to balance it, or you end up with like hop water and 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 really this the the, the powdered monk fruit was what kind of sparked this this idea. And and uh, his his quote was is that it's it's uh, more expensive per ounce than cocaine. Nice. <laughs> that was that was his. I've that, actually his snorted some monk public fruit. Public quote, and I was like. Uh, most of everybody when we were going through like no okay. I snorted monk fruit once <laughs> I did that was back in college though yeah. Was, yeah. Well, yeah 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 it was a weird it was, time it was the 80s I was trading stocks <laughs> I don't know what was happening <laughs> we tried to rock it one time <laughs> uh, not are the cocaine <laughs> prices current I'm just curious <laughs> It's like um, I think it says <laughs> I could already see like Sam with a table full of yeah. monk powder, like uh, like, like Tony Montana. Tony Montana did. <laughs> yeah. Is this what it's all about, I, man? I think the monk been. fruit. That's you got the session <laughs> sours. We're gonna take over the whole game, man. Okay, we're gonna take it over one gram at a time. Sea salt on one side, monk fruit on the other. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing is horrible. I love it, though. No, but this is so awesome, man. That it's such it's it's so cool because yeah. Obvious, you know, and a lot of people don't think about that, but like, or maybe they do. So beer geeks do. Like, what's good about a nice IPA, a traditional IPA, not you know a lot of the new hazier ones, because the, the hazier ones tend to lean more towards you know just that sweetness, right? You're you're, you're going for almost like a juice like effect, just like but, no bitterness whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. But you get a nice. Uh, some of the best IPAs were the ones that had that that initial hot bitterness. And then they kind of they got balanced out immediately on your palate with that malty 
sweetness, right? Some of the best shit. Like Bells comes to mind when I think about that. Le Cumbre, uh, I, I love their their IPA because you get like that, you know, that juicy tropical bitter hops, and then all of a sudden, like that malt build just balances it out. Yeah. So it again, it it, it introduces a whole challenge of like how do i get that that nice hot without creating just a hop water like i could hop i could make hop water right. but how do i i get that res, that nice residual sweetness without packing it full of fucking carbs and calories i think the goal and, and, and even to, to to yoga pants to to an idea the goal of just creating at first and foremost a really good beer that that also happens to be gluten-free although you did a lot of that research the goal was still to make a really tasty beer having just a gluten-free beer that doesn't taste good isn't is, isn't a good idea for anybody and the same thing with this is having a 95 calorie beer if it doesn't taste good it doesn't matter so so really being able to put that research in and try to figure out how to do it but with flavor and balance and profile up front as the first motivation because it doesn't matter if it doesn't taste good i mean that just people yeah, drink it and nobody wants it if you don't it's have just to gotta taste to good it. yeah exactly so yeah and uh you know i i think uh balance is the key like nate just i think he hit upon it really well in talking about balance and this is what this is all about my two favorite beverages are coffee and beer right so coffee is fucking magic man i love coffee i I just you know and and i love beer i think beer is fucking magic man but uh you know too much coffee can be a bad thing right at at the same like if you drink way too much coffee yeah i know but there's there's health benefits to it (laughs) to a certain extent like there's all this science behind like drinking a certain amount of coffee like helps uh with different aspects of health, like antioxidants, I think they say that uh, you know longevity, even like like a longer uh, life. They they say, that. but Waking you know, there's the there's morning. a thin yeah. It does, it, it does a lot of really great things. Yeah. So <laughs> no, and, and I want to mention co- I'm mentioning coffee because I think beer kind of it, it's similar. Like I drink coffee in the morning, and I want to drink co- uh, beer in the in the evening, but. You can't have too much coffee, and then you can't have too much beer. So everything's like, like why, a balance, that's, right? That's why we have coffee, beer. Right. Yeah, and then yeah. and then in the right. best, yeah, on my best <laughs> days, I have both of them, right? It's for that new the combination, yeah. coffee, yeah. beer. Is there? Do you, do you have a timeline where it's, it's like it's like lunchtime? You're like, all right, coffee, you're out. Liquor, you're in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, exactly. So uh, <laughs> about five o'clock. <laughs> about, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, coffee. I don't know Caffeine, how many people around the table here know Roger Thompson from Hofbrau. But he had a meme on his Facebook page, and I, I, if he's watching, it hit me hard, man. Uh, he's not watching the, right the, now. The, the, the meme, <laughs> the meme was: uh, I, I spend my entire day wondering whether it's too late for coffee or too early. For oh beer. yeah, I'm like, Dude, yeah whole, <laughs> you guys are making fun <laughs> of me, hard. but you know you have the same fucking oh, issue that, that I do. Oh, I'm the same. I'm oh, same. dude, I fucking love coffee and I love beer, and I'm always, you know, those are my. I mean, gosh, I, two things that I consume probably. More than anything else, I'm not, I mean, like, because you do different foods, maybe eggs. I, I fucking right. eat a lot of eggs. There's probably too much right. information I think, I think we, there. We do, we do have three actual people. We have yeah, and you uh, know, and, it, and we have Bobby, we're, Tony, we're, and hey, Mr. Rob, Rich Miller. Rob, what's going on, Rob? Thank Hello. you guys for man. watching. Martin wow. City Original, man. I thought you'd be here with us, brother. <laughs> I love right. Rob Rich Miller, man. Right. We got he the can upgrade. Talk back to us, can he? Uh, yeah, he can. He can, yeah, he can, he can type things if he so chooses. My man, Rob, man. Nice. How's it going, bro? We're here. In Martin City, we're in your spot, bro. We're all up in your spot, man. <laughs> um, but uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, the balance of things and, and, and balancing, like, the things that you, that you love a little bit. So, like, 
how do you guys find the balance of loving beer and your health? I think this is going to become a, a bigger, you know, issue. Because I, I decided a long time ago that I, I don't want to, that, uh, and I've, I've said this on a previous podcast before, like for me, I don't want to stop drinking. Like I, I've weighed the options. Like I've done the thing where I was like the benefits versus the, the and there was way more benefits in, in, in consuming alcohol for me. I'm not saying that's for everybody. For some people, it's not. You know, you'll have where, like, consuming alcohol has more bad shit than it has good shit. And by all means, don't be a, a drinker at that point, right? But for me, hanging out with with you guys, doing this, uh, you know, on the weekends, like, alcohol is a big part of my life. But at the same time, you got to understand that everything's in moderation, right? You find that yeah, balance. Absolutely. So. I wanted you guys to each whoever wanted to talk about talk a little bit about that life health balance and then how maybe some of these products fit into that you know what i mean because um, I, I think this this provides an opportunity it has for me a little bit like okay so this might be a day that maybe i don't want to drink like a huge beer but it's okay to do a slightly mighty right now in this day. and it sure, and that sure. and over time yeah you know 10 slightly mighties versus 10 Dippers of whatever at ten percent, you know that that's going to add up. You know, so that's a that's a dramatic difference. No, but you know what I mean. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying though. On yeah. the day, I think. Right, right, yeah, hundred percent. Good research. Day. So, anyways, go ahead. I'll let you guys you know, elaborate on um, that a little bit. I'll go last because that way Nate can't. Well, you just went first, bro. <laughs> yeah, you started the conversation, so I I stopped thinking of shit until I until you started I love talking. It. I uh, love that question, and and I want to reserve my my answer for for the you want to save the best for last. Yeah, I'm not gonna say best. Aaron goes like this. Yeah. Aaron goes like this. Okay, I want to chime in, but not right I, now. No, because because what's to say one of these guys Psych. doesn't drop like the best yeah. answer? I'm like, well, damn it. Psych. I stopped thinking of shit because I thought you were gonna say. Like, my, yeah, you gotta my, go first. My mind went to complete. That blank. was my plan all along. I actually don't have any. <laughs> Yeah. But I think this whole this whole movement, I mean, what we're even here talking about is mostly people are becoming more conscious of what they're putting inside their bodies and how much they're putting in. And new studies are being done all the time of, are eggs good for you or eggs bad for you today? I don't know. Maybe tomorrow. Eggs are good for you. I'm yeah. just going to go yeah. on the I record. Mean, everything changes. You know, one thing's good for you today and it'll be bad for you tomorrow. But I think we're getting this whole new health-conscious people, you know, the age of the Internet. Everyone can go online and look at the newest diets and what it's supposed to do for you self-diagnose oh i'm this type of person i shouldn't be eating this or i should be eating this or you're just going to the doctor and say yeah you can't have gluten anymore sorry about that but then instead of just saying oh i can't have anything i used to love you can go online and look oh i can't have gluten well there's these beers out here all right i can only have so many calories yeah, a day it's a you great go online point and say oh boom you know and you can make a checklist of stuff you want to do and then the other thing i was looking at on this one was uh like nowadays i mean it's always i think it's always been there but not quite as per- pronounced as now is like all the, the health information is starting to show up on beer so people can go good out point. great I mean, point you think back you never saw those for different reasons but now you know we're, at, we're advertising how many calories are in there how many grams of fat and that's also i think a shift of, of a more educated public who wants to know what you know, you'll do that in the in the food aisle you'll go through and you'll say okay this cereal has way too much sugar in it and you'll put it back and get get your grape nuts but then you'll just go and buy a case of ipa and throw it in and not care now you can grape nuts you can look at it and say yeah awesome that's that's the beer okay not a lot of calories and have a couple of them and not feel bad about myself and and so we're finding a more health conscious consumer and that's what a lot of these beers are looking for is people who can do a couple of great points that i I just wanted to briefly elaborate on is like you mentioned that 
like when your doctor tells you, all right, you got to cut out beer, you know, because, you know, celiac or, you know, the gluten is, is fucking with your, yeah, you know, and, and you know, they, I think on the surface it's great advice, but like you said, you do your own research. Not everybody knows everything, you know what I mean? You, you find out some shit like, oh, maybe I can have a beer. I could have, you know, yoga pants. And these guys, you know what I mean? That, that, that's cool that you do your own uh uh, research, you find out these things, and, and then you're able to uh, enjoy your life in a way that maybe your doctor told you not to. Even though, like you did the research, you found out that you could. Uh, also, another great point: the the um, yeah, I, I love that you're talking about uh, posting like the, the sugar content, the carbs, all that. Yeah, they, that that's long overdue, right? And I, for me, I don't even want to know what the fuck's in abyss. <laughs> I don't know. Right, hey, right. There's certain beers that I'm just going to consume delicious. anyway. That's all it is. But I, w- I would be willing to bet that it would fucking shock you if you found out what was in your very favorite that's, pastry shop. That's but, why you see the rollout first with the light beers. And, yeah, and they're like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is how much is in it. We're going to get to, like, you know, the, the yeah. Bourbon Barrel Abbey cherry. And it's going to be like, ah, just no. enjoy it. Just, all, just all natural. Yeah. Yeah. That's all, that's just all natural. Everybody needs a cheat. But you go in there, like, knowing that, right? Like, you know, yeah. every na- Pizza's great every now and then right you just don't eat pizza every day so uh oh you had no no now, I, so it's along yeah, the I same think, line same I question what 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 came to me was doing this literally for a living so you know having meetings going to uh going to lunch meetings and 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 you know uh tastings and trainings and, and doing all these things where sampling beer and being around beer uh is happens a lot and so you trying to kind of balance it of, of how do I kind of continue to be able to consume the amount that I that I like to and without a getting wildly intoxicated uh, and b being able to keep a uh, a weight <laughs> uh, a body build that wasn't uh, uh, more spherical than uh, <laughs> yeah cylindrical cylindrical spherical right right less of a sphere <laughs> less less being completely the around sphere so more silly yeah so you know I, I, about. It was, it was probably about eight months ago. I got to a point to where uh, pants weren't fitting right and shirts weren't fitting white, and I was like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta actually start to to do something because I'm not really going to cut out beer. That wasn't really an option for me. And I like More pizza. Fry. Yeah, I like pizza. I like cheeseburgers. Neither that. Neither I, I that. I don't. I, yeah, I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to just. I'm not good at depriving of myself of things that I that I like. So how do I counteract that? And part of it was. Um, you know, a little more exercise than I'd been doing before. Um, but then also just trying to figure out, all right, so if I'm going to have beers and going to have a few of them, trying to be more conscious about what I was drinking and when I was drinking it. Not that I still don't drink 60 Minute or Palo Santo or some of the really big beers, but I'm more conscious about what I'm doing and when I'm doing it and then balancing that with, you know, a run every now and again in the gym. And, and that really just made a huge difference in, in if, if kind of being calorie conscious, which wasn't anything that I was even a year ago to your point of, of, of being the most intense happy hour guy uh, uh, years ago and I was like there is nothing most intense about Nate um, <laughs> there is some most hour, intense happy hour right, but now, it's now, a different happy, animal right 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 I'm really great at happy hour I am <laughs> yeah. not so good about most intense anything and, and, and just kind of you know coming to that realization that alright I gotta work at it a little bit and, and just being able to have the options now of, of beers that are, that, are, that are kind of forming to that and I think that I'm clearly I'm not the first or the last that's figured this out. I think more people are are, are diving into that idea and being like, all right, I, I you know I want to be more active, whether it's hiking or biking or whatever. Th- these beers are actually being able to uh, breweries are kind of uh, 
uh, matching what the consumer's wanting, uh, even though I still feel, and a, and a brewer may be able to test this, we've wanted lower alcohol beers for a while because... Or more alcohol tolerance, one or the other. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Because, I mean, being able to have... Yeah, I'm opening the sequence. Yeah, I mean, from... All this talk of exercise just makes you want to Makes you want to... Right. right. And the bigger beer, more and weight. bigger you know. beer, yeah. right. No, I right. get it. You know, I mean, you know, n- nobody really... You know, beers, at least in my world, are, are like potato chips. You, I don't just have one. I'm going to have a couple. And and if if I'm going to do that, I want I want something that's lower in alcohol so I can sit and have a coherent conversation for a while um, and and something that uh, makes and, me not feel terrible afterwards. And if you guys have listened to my co- podcast, that shit goes out the window pretty fast. The coherent conversation, for me anyways, you get... <laughs> No, but God bless these dudes that are in the industry because I get, you know, because uh, uh, Nay and because Aaron, they've let me privy to, like, dude, there's a lot of temptation in your world, man. Let's <laughs> go out there. And, and I got a little taste of that with you. I've had a little taste of that with you. And, like, man, to, to just be uh, fit or, or even healthy in that world where, like, it's... You know, all the great beers, all of the goodies at your right. fingertips, man. It, it's it's tough. So, like, when you're saying that, like, he's in the trenches, man. He's not one of these dudes that's just, like, oh, browsing the aisle and, like, oh, I may get this. T-. Like, this guy, is, they got the keys to the candy store, man. <laughs> and so it's tough, man, when you, you know, and you, you work in a brewery. You got, I mean, there's, I'm looking at all the taps. I mean, so... Yeah, they're in the trenches with this. They know what they're talking about as far as the temptation goes. And, and that's where I think the birth of some of these options has come from, right? Like, it's like, bro, like, we can't go hard like this every day. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, we need some, uh, some you know, we still want to, you know, I, uh, so exist in this world. But we need some other options as well. I think it was that. But that actually segs really well into what I was getting Your at. Your great, so, amazing answer like, that... that <laughs> oh, I'm just way too hyped now. I'm not, I gotta go. You, rehash you, you set, you set <laughs> yourself up for it when you're like, I'm gonna go. No, I'm yeah, gonna they, go. Just, no. The way he did that too, he's like, yeah, that's real crew you're in, but yeah. I'm about to drop the bomb. And uh, that's all for me. Nate's gonna sing Old Town Road. I'm just gonna hold the mic right here while I speak so that I could drop the shit out of it here in a moment. No, I so, like honestly. Sorry, this is this not is, to build uh, it up too much, but go ahead, bro. I'm done. I'm, done. I'm cooked now. Uh, God, this is podcast what five or six with you? No, dude. Where's, first of all, way more than first that. of all. Where's oh, my jacket? Where's I my was promised a jacket. Where's a jacket? And I'm waiting oh. on my jacket. Like, what are you like, talking about? Like my, a, my, my like my my five time five timers pull oh, jacket. Oh no, yeah. it's a like belt. Is it, is it like a, is it a belt? belt? Oh. The That's championship belt. I'm even oh, okay. now. It's a beer belt, though, so it's got like it's a lot of extra notches. <laughs> I got a few notches. <laughs> no, but every single time we do a podcast, it doesn't matter if it's about locale beers or beer festivals or Santa Fe Social Hour. It always comes up about workouts, the active lifestyle. Yeah, we do always the hit most that. intense happy hour, things like that, and that's it's for a reason, you know. I remember five and six years ago coming up with the idea of the workouts and the beer, and and we talk about all of these 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 beers coming out now to satisfy the craft beer drinker who's looking for a lighter, more sessionable beer. I would counter that argument by saying it's also from a marketing angle set to go after that active lifestyle drinker that's been neglected this whole time, saying you can only that's have true. Miller Lite and Michelob Ultra. Right. You know, oh, how dare you say Ultra. I was, was going to try to get through the podcast without with, saying Ultra, bro. nothing wrong with either, Nah, just fuck you. you. Know. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the Miller Lite. There really no, is. No, it's I'm a joking. great beer. 
But at the same time, if you want a craft beer and you want that locale beer, that yeah. wasn't an option five years ago, really. Yeah. Yep. There was there were some craft brewers doing light beers, like there was Sam Adams Light. There were a few other light ones, but there was Yingling Light. But nothing like Slightly Mighty, nothing like Yoga Pants, nothing like Boulevard Easy Sport. And now the market's kind of starting to play catch up because you realize that they are paying attention to that audience. That audience has been there the whole time. Yep. And, and, and they're more active than ever. So that's why we do these most intense happy hours. That's why we do these beer yogas. I remember the first time Matt Moore uh, was like, hey, That's fucking awesome. I know you guys are doing this whole beer yoga thing. I got a, I got a beer for you. It's coming down the pipeline. Uh, I'm like, okay, cool. And then I remember, you know, Dogfish Hitting Market and Sam Calagione visiting. Yes. And I'm like, hey, by the way, we do we do workouts. He's like, bro, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. What do you need from me? It's like Sam is right there. That was a yeah, great impersonation. That was any justice whatsoever. No justice whatsoever. That guy's awesome. Yeah. And if you're a, if you're a craft beer fan, you got to love Sam, right? Oh, I mean, he's a, yes, he's, he's absolutely. A, I geek out when I saw him too, man. But he like, recognized the market immediately. And it's, it's there. Boulevard recognizes the market, and yeah. they're not alone. These three are – this is the tip of the iceberg of the tip of the tip of the tip that sunk the Titanic. Like, we're only just scratching the surface here. Yeah, about I think so, man. That's, that's fucking awesome, exciting. man. Yeah, dude. And I'm, I'm – I, for one, am Check it out, it. man. The, yeah. 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 That's awesome. So Four tips. Four tips. Along, along – a, a lot of tips on that iceberg. <laughs> along the line of, of that, you know, what are some of – your favorite uh, activities that fit in with with the beers that we're talking about, you know, like uh, you you mentioned the yoga. I know that there's there's you know fishing, there's hiking. Like what's I, it coming? Like yoga, you enjoy a beer where you feel like you're doing some kind of activity. Or yoga something. actually is really really cool with beer. I I was a skeptic when I tried it for the first time, and it's it's yeah you know because I've done yoga and I've drank beer, I never did the same thing at the same time. Yeah. But whenever you do, it's like wow. This is actually a lot of fun because I'm already is, yeah. relaxed from drinking the beer, and I'm more into these poses. I'm probably not nailing it like I think I am in my head because yeah. I'm starting to feel these beers. And you pissed yourself, but no, <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but just it, it actually is a really, really cool <laughs> experience. And I know that there are some hardcore yogis and there are some hardcore beer drinkers that thumb their nose up at both. But it's it's worth a again. Shot. It's it's trying to bridge two uh, worlds that have typically been at odds with. Uh, for most people, they think are at odds. It so wouldn't see. be a thing if people didn't come to it. What's that, that now? Oh yeah, we're just uh, we're doing <laughs> we're a live, a live podcast. You say hello, <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. maybe later. <laughs> Right. right Rob Rich Miller told her to stop by and have this conversation. <laughs> but no, there, Rob, if, nice, nice plant there, uh, Rob. <laughs> if beer yoga, you, bro. if beer yoga wasn't popular, then we wouldn't be doing these things, and and it very much is. So I, yeah, I've like, got, yeah, okay. I've got, I've got, I've got family. Are we getting I comments? Hello. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, primarily, I'm, I'm thirty like, people watching. Like, Twenty nine of them are Nate's family. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> And they just dropped off. Yeah, right? yeah. No, they left kidding. immediately. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry, man. I, I, no, that, that, I, was, that uh, was basically the gist of it because, you know, otherwise drinking beer. Uh, yeah, I love doing all the other beer drinking activities yeah. like fishing and golfing and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I think hiking you know. and beer is, is fun Hi- as fuck, too. Yeah. yeah, you need to be able to pack it in, yeah. put your backpack on. You, you, and you're towing it around with you, you get there. If you can keep it cold and you stop at a nice spot, you drink that beer, then you get back. That's yeah. fucking badass, dude. Yeah. That's good. Something craft beer is also switching from you know, beer drinking used to be this thing old guys did at the VFW, and now people are like, oh, beer tastes good. I could take this out when I'm hiking and enjoy the, both at once and getting different beers and different things. So instead of just being this 
obsession that people have you know, I go into a quiet corner somewhere and drink. Now people are like going out and telling people like, oh yeah, I drink beer while I do this. And you're finding the mixing of different things. It's kind of like the beers are getting mixtures of weird things. They, they wouldn't think to go together, but go together great. Now beer is getting put into things that don't yoga and beer. I thought that was beer yoga. That's what you do when you drop your coaster under your stool and you're like trying to, oh no, it's this whole thing. That's badass, yeah, man. Just, I think you're going to see a lot more stuff just kind of merging together, things you wouldn't. Like, yeah, I think for the last sure. 15 years it's become much more socially acceptable to be out drinking a beer somewhere and not quite that, that you know. Yeah. You know, you're doing something you shouldn't be, and, and, oh, and, and having those activities, whether it's hiking, that's probably one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, or, it's cool, man. More for me, it's the it's the reward. It's like it's like I, I uh, since I do it for you know that's part of the job to actually have something that I can be rewarded for, like go go take that run, go do that thing, and then nice. I don't feel quite as guilty knocking through a few of them. Uh, same thing with again pizza and, and all the things I like to eat, but that's more of what it is for me. It's a little bit more of a reward mechanism where I don't feel as guilty drinking. And, and the cans make it super, like, to have, like, this great craft beer and cans, like, all over the place. Like, I think the craft you take that shit everywhere, man. Like, acceptance of cans was a massive game changer towards this movement as well. well that was mostly, well, it wasn't the mobile. One or two cans, it was just the ability for small canning runs. And, yeah. I mean, that was the huge thing. Is cause, you know, until the Wild Cask was the first one, like, was that 12 years ago when the first can, micro canning lines were coming out? And you either had to be a big operation. Yeah. And then even like buying cans, it's like you have to buy like 180,000 cans. To a, buy full a, truck load. a full truckload of cans. And, it's like, yeah. and now, now you can do labels, and the labelers are better. I mean, it, we're finding out stuff that's working in, and there's a whole market for these craft beer cans now. And it, like you're finding oh, all I love the cans, man. In. We've come a long way. Yeah. Yeah. So great to have all the cans. Uh, Along the, the lines, I by no means wanted to signal that this is the end of the big beers, right? So, uh, oh, those aren't going yeah, anywhere. The, the, you know, and it, it seems like the, the two things are surging at the same time, right? we got these low-calorie, low-ABV options. At the same time, beers are bigger and badder than ever, right? Uh, oh, before I go on there, you wanted to talk a little bit about Super <laughs> I fucking love Super 8. He's <laughs> looking at my bag. It's like one of those endless bags of beers. Because I, I wanted yeah. to, you know, segue Bud a little light bit. Bag. Where I did you get that? That would be like a huge left turn. But after we talk a little bit about Super 8, mention some of the bigger beers that you guys uh, got coming on down the right. line. But right now... Uh, Dude, yeah, that well, Super this 8 one, is, this a, is kind a of the, badass. The, the final one that I so it's it's basically the because you hold the mic a little closer, brother. No, am I am I am I there? We yeah, go. yeah, it was in here. Yeah, I go. couldn't couldn't hear me. I can so, hear you now. You can hear me now. Yeah, even whisper, whisper a little bit. Yeah, I got it. Good, good. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Because <laughs> do the rest of us had headphones oh, on. We just lost all super of our Now everybody left. Yeah, so Super 8 is the cousin to to Sequench. So kind of built off of heroic fruits. Uh, Such a great beer, man. <laughs> so uh, a, a goes um, that's a little over 5% with prickly pear and boysenberry and, and some super cool, great uh, great fruits, but also quinoa. So the point of this one was kind of that desert island beer of if you had one beer to drink on a desert island. But one of the brewers took it in a different direction. It was, it was instead of just picking one beer that they would only drink, his idea was, well, why don't I make a beer? That actually could sustain me for a while, and and this one kind of spun into that into that beer of having you know uh, I, I can't I can't use the other word I have to call them heroic fruits. Do uh, r- rattle off some of the fruits that are in that beer: boysenberry and prickly pear and um, you ever mango, had a prickly pear? like just raspberry, a prickly, pear. prickly pear. I know that's fucking awesome. Never done right? that. Yeah. Never I drank that. Oh yeah, you've never had a prickly pear? No. Oh yeah, that's awesome. in this beer. Yeah, yeah. we had. I got some weird stuff for you I've that I bought from Mexico. Now, now I you've brought, had a prickly uh, pear. 
Piggly pear is the is the, the the it comes off a cactus. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. off the off of the kind so, of the flat um, part of the cactus, it's a little super super quick rude. sidebar. Yes. Is it goes or goza? Oh, goza. Goza. All right. I'm sorry. Goza. Although then they should spell it with an a at the end. I'm just whatever. Get cultured. Although who does? Oh, no, I, I said if it's Goza, then spell it with an A at the end. But no, I, don't yeah, know. I don't have the right. I also feel like I also don't pronounce it burrito. I still call it a burrito. I, I, I tend not to put you. Well, the, then you'd be wrong on that, also. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Because you're wrong at everything <laughs> in your life. I'm culture. All right, great. All right, I say I'm what the, the barrel. fuck I want. I'm in the barrel. Everybody fuck with Nick. It's, it's Would you, If you don't say burrito, <laughs> burrito. Would you like some? I tend not to. Would you like some poutine? Yes, and jalapenos. Thank goodness. Well, and to be fair, I, I didn't know how Dilla. to say, uh, what was it, um, <laughs> just to get, I didn't know what Prozo, was it Prozo? Prozo. Well, Pro- actually, I don't know if that's right either, but it just oh, looks well, like Prozo. So there's some things, you know, there's some shit I don't know I either. I don't pronounce anything. <laughs> I, just, I just make my way through I just this. had to get him on Gozo. That you should have. Go, all right, Goza. <laughs> Good to go. No, and, you know. Is, is it, wait, hold on. Isn't that the, the dog character from, that's at the top of the building in, uh, uh, Ghostbusters? Aren't those those two things that are Gozer? Oh, was that Gozer? That wasn't the dog. That wasn't was the dog? Wasn't it? Wasn't that the demon I'm dogs? The demon dogs on on, on Ghostbusters? Yes. I didn't know they had names. <laughs> that's a, that you got a super. <laughs> you got to be a nerd. You got to be like a super nerd, Gozer, right? And then I, that's it. Never mind. All right, so I'm going to call it a Gozer. From <laughs> they now were on. just I'm gonna, demon I'm gonna dogs. Oh, it. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver. We'll know what you mean. I'm going Gozer. You heard that new session, Sigourney Weaver. I, we know along, you know, I, this is a perfect because I think we've uh, we've touched upon all, you know, uh, get you some fucking yoga pants, get you some Super 8, get you some Sequench, Slightly Mighty, all great options if you're wanting to maintain that. Oh, and, and well, easy, sport. easy Sport at all. <laughs> the, Come on. What, what, what beer was that one again? No, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Easy Sport's awesome. Uh, yeah, and yeah. many, many it's just more not, It's just not in front of me. You know, oh, oh, oh you should have brought oh, some, bro. You're right. I definitely should have, yeah, but I didn't. Nate has some of his bags. Nate hooked it up for them. No, but any, you know, if you have any final thoughts on the subject, and then I wanted to just open it up for, you know, we got about 10 minutes to talk about anything that you guys wanted to. So much time. Yeah, I know. so much time. It is a lot of time. But any like final thoughts on the whole low craft, low ABV, low calorie? Um, low craft is that what it's called? Is no, no. Movement? Did I say low craft? Oh, Damn, I, th- I, I thought buzz. maybe that's the name of the movement. I was like, no, that's, I that's a pretty cool name. She might have started it. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. Man, I don't know what I just said. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, but uh, any final thoughts, man? No, I think back to your. You, you started to answer that uh, or ask that question before I pulled out Super Eight about you know the the end of the big beers, and I, I don't think before by you any, pulled out your Super Eight, right, right, right. I don't I don't think that's I don't think before that's I the case that at Super all. 8. I think that uh, uh, those things will continue to you know. And any of the fun part about the craft beer kind of as an industry is is the innovation side of it, and and not pigeonholing into just being able to innovate towards low cal or low ABV, or not just trying to innovate towards. A high ABV, but being able to to let brewers like Nick being able just to to open up and go, I want to make something that's completely new and unique, and that's what makes this kind of fun and interesting. Um, so it's definitely not the, the kind of the end of it. I think this is just a new 
uh, kind of a new section that uh, that people are allowed to, 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 to explore and drink in, where it's not the arms race of ABV of like the early 2000s, where if it was below 10%, nobody was drinking it. Uh, now it's kind of flipped back. Or if it was below 90 BUs. No right, right, exactly. IBUs and ABV through that, that, that time frame of like, you know, 2006, 7, 8, I don't want to be able to taste anything the rest of the night. Right, right, exactly, exactly. I want to, you know, I want to have one beer and be and be completely obliterated, and that's, I think that's, we're, we're moving away from that, but Damn those, it. those, but those, those bourbon barrel beers are still going to be there. Oh, yeah. People are still going to innovate around new ways to create new styles and new flavor profiles, and that's what makes it fun. Hell yeah, man! Right on, bro. Any, uh, anybody else? You want to go last again? I can oh. go now if you. You guys are awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Such a fun. I, I think we covered everything. I mean, it's just—it's a new emerging market. And one of the things I always tell my brewers, you know, it's the trends will come and go. This is the popular now. I'm not saying it's going to go away, but you know, it's just—it's always try to learn as much as we can from everything. So, you know, it's like New England IPAs. Let's try to learn as much as we can, whether we make one or not. That way, we know what we're doing, and we can carry that knowledge over to whatever the next beer is. So it's brewing with gluten-free ingredients. That's kind of weird. It's kind of hard, but it makes us better brewers in our day-to-day operation as well. So coming from the brewer side, it's like finding weird things that stick together. That's the, the brewer innovation side of it. And just If it happens to be low-calorie, great. And then, oh, people like low-cal, so we keep focusing on that. And then carrying the knowledge over to every everything you do. So I think a lot of this carryover is going to be a great thing for craft beer, for the, for the low craft movement as well. I think it's going to be I like low craft movement. I'm gonna, <laughs> That's I, fucking I think awesome. I like how you just slid that in there with nothing, and I'm, I, I like it. Yeah, man. I, I like I, the, the perspective, that brew perspective is awesome, man. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily like the word trend. Or fad or phase. Yeah, I don't think this is what this is, but yeah, because yeah. But people apply this, that to I mean, it. From from even barrel aged beers to unfiltered IPAs to unpasteurized pilsners, I think these are steps to just expand what craft actually is. Because that's 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 honestly the one thing everybody struggled with is what is the definition of craft? From like the size of your brewery to the size of your portfolio to the size of your distribution footprint, it's more like where is this industry going? Yeah. And I think this is just another massive step in the overall direction, which is also the right direction uh, of, of, of what what we're capable of. And locale sessionable beers that are both uh, flavorful, tasteful, delicious, easy to drink. Uh, you can have several of them and still enjoy everything that's in this can to the big, bold 19% baddies that are out there that you can probably just do one of and then you need to, you need to chill. Um, yeah. Which I, I wish I would just I, chill on sometimes. Though. I'm very, very excited about this. <laughs> I'm excited about the past. I'm excited about where it's going. And and that is evident in not just the beers that we're drinking, but the activities that it allows you to drink along with now. From the beer yogas to the most intense happy hours. Which, shameless plug, first one this Sunday, Kansas City Live Block. Yeah, baby. Rockfish <laughs> Head Slightly Mighty and yes. Sequence will be there as well, well as some Henry Sparkling because we Gosh, do I wish the I would be there. I'm not going to be there. I uh, wish I was. The and next I, month will be Boulevard Easy Sport. I will uh, do the Easy um, Sport one. Dogfish will make a return in August. And then in September, we have a beer yoga in the KC Live Block with Martin City Yoga Pants and Easy Way. If you well. guys have not done most intense happy way. hour, easy follow the KC Social. We will post those. We'll, I'll be probably live. I'll do something with them. But we're going to be promoting those because I love those I events. I think you should man. do your GoPro on your head and yeah. do the whole oh, most yeah, intense. Yeah. I will do with that. With the GoPro. Uh, on yeah. I was going to put the GoPro on for beer yoga. That's what <laughs> <just your> face <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> uh, I would love to do that, and I will do that. And uh, any, uh, um, just anything else off, off topic, any 
shit that you guys want to talk about off the top of your head? I don't, anything? I don't, I don't think so. Any cool documentaries or anything you guys have seen? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, uh, of Mike's and Men on Showtime, oh, the Wu Tang. Fire. The Wu Tang uh, so documentary good. on Showtime is lights out. Dude, man, uh, I, I was such a huge fan of Wu Tang Clan when I was a kid. And then uh, it brought back all of that. Dude, that right. documentary back b- brought back all the feels. Uh, oh, right, right, right. Whatever. But uh, that documentary kicks so much ass. It's and amazing. Old Dirty never gets his due. <laughs> I mean, that guy was such a trip, man. He was yeah. just such a force. And to hear the other guys articulate, because uh, some people like, like if you like me, I think Old Dirty Bastard, kind of a lyrical genius. Like the way I listen to Old Dirty is like, wow, he's a he's. A, but some people look at him like just off the wall, like what the fuck is that? You know, it's so cool when you see these smart ass, intelligent members of the Wu Tang revere what Old Dirty was right. to that group and what it meant when he passed away. And, and it's just like, holy shit, man! Old Dirty was a force. That yeah. that dude was a lyrical genius. You know right. what I mean? He wasn't just some whacked out dude that you know. But man, such a fucking awesome that was documentary. A great one. Yeah. Man. Love that shit. Uh, if you guys get a chance to watch uh, the Showtime special uh, Showtime. I of Mike's and Men yeah. with the Wu-Tang Clan, uh, you know, even if you're not a fan of fucking hip-hop, you might be just, after the doc. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it, it was just kind of a, yeah, absolutely. If you, you can't watch that and at least be excited about it and want to listen. Such a cool story. Listen to it, yeah. The way those guys pulled themselves together. To, yeah, yeah, but I agree, man. Such a fucking awesome documentary. I love that shit. Went down that rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> and it had been such a long time, you know, because... Uh, uh, I was such a huge, huge fan of Wu Tang Clan, and then like uh, there was a, almost like a trend where it became almost a little cliche. Like, oh, I love Wu Tang. Like, yeah, yeah, right, of right, course, right. yeah. We, all right, thirty six yeah. chambers. Gotcha. Then you watch the fucking, and you're like, yeah, yeah, we're Wu Tang fans, man. This shit is badass. Super, These dudes are fucking beasts. super influential. Super, you know, the, the the amount of other rappers that tried to uh, kind of emulate or or learn yeah. from them or got inspiration from them, and you realize how much they changed. Kind of that that game at that time was it's it's impressive to look back on. Fucking awesome, man! It was an epic documentary. That, that was a badass documentary, man. Any any docs you guys watching lately? <laughs> uh, uh, I just got done watching Cross Chris, which is the documentary of the rise and fall of Chris Cross. <laughs> <laughs> Along <laughs> similar lines, I think similar it might have been an ad for uh, YouTube. Right, right. right now, did you have to wa- wear your clothes backwards? How dare you! First hope, of all, how I, fucking I really hope dare you! Starter jacket, watching it, it plays backwards. <laughs> oh, that, you know what? Which is super weird. You know like what? they start from the end when they're nothing, and then they end up with kids. Then they end back nothing. <laughs> you, you bastards! No, well, I I saw one that was super interesting. Uh, that just on Netflix. It's kind of weird. Is uh, Bob Lazar Area Fifty One oh, the I, UFO yeah. shit? I saw that. I haven't watched it yet, but it's on. My I know because that sounds super. It sounds lame. That's again something that you think you've already. But God, that guy Bob Lazar, like he's fascinating to me because I don't know if he's. Full of shit, or if he's legit, I can't. I, it, it's so fucking <laughs> on the cusp because he's such a smart dude. This Bob Lazar guy he claims to have worked on reverse engineering UFO spacecraft. He's a <laughs> nuclear physicist, right? But he's a nuclear physicist. He get built, on board, Aaron. Come he on, built, get he on built, board here, dude. You guys no, must have a lot no. of free time. <laughs> listen, listen. I know it sounds nuts. After the Kardashians is over, uh, right? right. 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 So, right. You can't sleep after that. Right. Yeah. The only thing though is that the guy. Is a smart dude, and he doesn't he doesn't want the spotlight. So I'm like, why would a smart guy that doesn't want the spotlight be saying these <laughs> things? That's the only thing that I can't jive. 
I don't. I think he wants the spotlight. No, he's a smart ass dude. He doesn't. He's, he's intelligence been, has nothing to do with whether or not he the spotlight or not. I think he's just. No, he's been out. He, he Dave. This this documentary like brought him. In, like this happened a long time right, ago. Right, right, right. Brought him into the. But he line. he worked in Los Alamos. He worked at, at, at the uh, nuclear test site in Los Alamos, and then he worked at, in close to Area Fifty One. It's like S two something like that. But uh, there's all this evidence that he did work at those places. Super weird. I don't know. And then he's a smart ass cat. I, if you want to go down so, that rabbit hole, so he didn't hole. work in Area 51. He worked at like Area 49. Not yeah, he was close. Area 49 and a half. 49 and a half. Right. And a half. No respect. Like, <laughs> How dare you get? No, I, and I'm not. I'm not one of those. I'm not. I. I, I but he. He's an interesting cat. That guy, Bob Lazar. Our next podcast, KC Conspiracy Theory. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I'm all over fun, there. Bro. Sometimes, uh, yeah, the podcast will veer off into uh, some interesting areas like Wu-Tang Clan. And, right. uh, but that's, that's what that's makes it fun, man. Wu-Tang Clan and Area 51. Yeah, yeah. that was a doc. The, that's the way you end the podcast the last about cool, beers. When's the last cool uh, documentary you've seen that you thought was interesting? Huh? No comment. No comment. What about you? None? Uh, None? Huh? Not a doc. Yeah, guys, not there was one. It was probably the I don't remember the name of it. It was on Netflix. It was about the Nazi super weapons, and like it was talked about the huge rail gun they were building that was trying to bomb England. And, yeah, and now uh, Kennedy's brother died while he was on his way to bomb that. Like, wow, that's, that's awesome. That sounds fucking awesome. See, the the last documentary I watched was the Michael Jackson one, and I don't want to talk about no. it. No, yeah, that's so not. not oh, let's let's move past that, right that one. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 I saw parts of that too. It just got super, yeah, like yeah, fucking uncomfortable. Like, shit, yeah, that's gonna be a yeah, yeah. sort of thing. So I says to the guy, <laughs> "Let's talk about well, something on, else." On that, cheers, gentlemen. Yes, we started cheers. with a cheers. We'll end with the cheers, and that is the Casey Social Hour, man. Thank you. Love for you watching. guys. Appreciate it for for watching, man. And uh, let's uh, drink some more Martin City Brewskis, man, and some Dogfish Head. Yeah. And uh, you, you got did me you this far sour. No, no but I'm here to drink Martin City because we're at Martin City. <laughs> right, right, bro. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, can, south, you can mic drop that shit now. No, don't drop my south. mic. No, no. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. See All you right, later, guys. Back.